This podcast is listener supported. To help us out, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash RedBullRant. Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. This is the first episode of the Red Bull Ram Podcast in 2016. This is the official Red Bull Podcast of SB Nation and What's a Metro. I'm your host, Jason Iapico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman. It's episode 172, Beyond's Gone. And thank you, uh, uh, what's his, uh, Mike, our friend Mike on Twitter, Big Blue Meanie Mike on Twitter for uh, coming up with that show title. He was yeah, a big winner. Yep. New York City FC wins right, one. <laughs> they have to win one sometime, they right? They had to win at some point. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I mean, sure, we sure know it's not going to be on the field, so might as well give them that one. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, that's the big news. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. We're, that's that's pretty much going to be our whole second segment, or third segment, sorry. But So, yeah, uh, first episode 2016, we're back. We have uh, a Kick TV guest on with us talk some preseason stuff. We're going to go over the roster, Red Bulls preseason plans. Aside from that, there hasn't been much going on, of course, the Biosca news, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. So let's get into it with the roster. So New York Red Bulls headed down to the training camp with a full roster. Two goalkeepers currently uh, with the team, Ryan Mayer and Luis Robles. Uh, Santiago Castano was uh, released right before they left. Uh, Kyle Rainich, I think, is down there, but is not officially a player at the moment. Uh, defenders, we have Chris Duvall, Connor Laid, Kamar Lawrence, Sean McLaws, Matt Miazga, still officially with the team, not officially gone yet. Carl Wiemet, Danny, Damian Perinel, Scott Thompson, who is a homegrown player, Sal Zizzo, and Ronald Zubar. For the midfielders, we have Tyler Adams, Mel Male Corbos, I'm pretty sure I screwed his name up. Uh, Sean Davis, Derek Atten, Felipe Martins, uh, Mike Grella, Sasha Kleschen, Dax McCarty, Alex Mule, Lloyd Sam, Chris Thormanson, and Sh- Sean Wright Phillips, who resigned right before camp started. And at the forward position, Anatole Bon, Brandon Allen, Gonzalo Verone, which I thought he was a winner. I, I guess it's a forward. Anyway, and Bradley Wright Phillips. So that is a total of 20 out of 28 roster spots currently filled. Uh, there are a few trialists. Uh, Vincent Bezicourt, AJ Cochran, Kenny Cooper, who was just announced today, I think, Aaron Long, and Manolo Sanchez. Uh, I believe Sanchez was our second-round pick last year that never actually showed up to camp last year, so that's a funny story. And then uh, the two draft picks from uh, this year's draft who are currently unsigned, Justin Ballou and Zach Carroll. Uh, Justin was the first round pick. Zach the thirty eighth. Uh, that so right now the Red Bulls have two designated players, eight international roster spots filled, no generation of these contracts, but a whopping ten homegrown players on the roster. Yeah, and, that's, and if I am not mistaken, that is the most of any team in MLS at this point. I think the next closest is we don't seven. Need the Henri Henri days are over. <laughs> So yes, let's see. Like officially. <laughs> so um, just real quick, uh, we're, we're not going to spend too much time on it because we know the roster can change. But um, most of these players back from last year, so pretty consistent um, looking roster so far. How does it hit you guys to see consistency in the second year of the Curtis Marsh era? Well, we um, never see it, so it's nice, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think I personally would have liked to see maybe a signing or two would have put me a little at ease. Um, but, you know, the, the core group is there. You obviously expect Gonzalez Verón to have a bigger impact this season. Um, you know, finally really get to see what he's capable of. Uh, so, yeah, I, I guess you got to be pretty excited, and you just got to hope some of these homegrown guys come along. I mean, some of them haven't. I mean, Santiago Castano being one of them. Uh, so th- there you are, kind of a roll of the dice there. Um, so, you know, it, it's, the consistency is good. Uh, it would have been nice to maybe see, especially a central defender be brought in, especially now that we know Miazga is most likely 99.9% no longer going to be with us. Um, but, you know, it, let's just kind of hope it's not like the last time we won the Shield where they kept a pretty consistent roster and it kind of fell flat a bit the following year. 
Uh, wait, hold on. The the year they won the shield the first time, they happened to go uh, to the same spot they were last year. <laughs> was that? Finals. Yeah, I mean, well, they yeah. won the shield, and next year they went to the conference. Yeah, I mean, the regular season wasn't great, but well, here's the thing. I get where you're coming from. Unless you win the shield, then as long if you don't win the cup, it doesn't really fucking matter where you end up in the playoffs. It doesn't. So that that's what where I'm looking at. I mean, yeah, their regular season wasn't the best. Uh, I forget if they had to play in a playing game or not. Uh, yeah, they did. Yeah, because they I went. They played. To, they played uh, Sporting Kansas City. That's right. So they played Sporting Kansas City last game. So they didn't have a strong season. I mean, yes, they did finish. They did have a nice playoff run, but and again, nobody remembers who made the conference finals. So, you know, that, that's. I just hope they don't have that fall off. I mean, but and then again, you know, I don't know. Maybe they're now going to be the RSL or what RSL used to be of the East and make another run. That'd be nice. What's nice to see is that you know uh, they. Released, I put air quotes up, players, but then they just resigned. They resigned Sean Wright Phillips, and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. Paranel got resigned. And I mean, I think this is what we expected. Sean Wright Phillips, a nice early uh, surprise. I thought maybe later in the camp they would make a decision there mm-hmm. uh, for him coming back, but they locked everybody up. They locked Robles up. They locked Dax up. You know, Felipe's good to go. Like all these guys, all these a very reliable team mm-hmm. of players. Yeah, and yeah. I think you maybe will be a signing at some point if and probably when Miazga leaves. I yeah. think something's going to happen there. Yeah. And, and you actually did just bring up a great point. It is great to see that they gave and you know uh, resigned and gave raises to such key players like Martins, um, uh, Dax, and Robles. I mean, it's great to see that the, their contributions are respected enough to get those raises, which is a beautiful thing. And Dax is supposedly over the DP limit and bought down with either the targeted or general allocation money, whichever one. But, so basically... He's a fake DP. Well, we have two fake DPs, because technically Clashin's over the uh, limit, too. We have two fake DPs, everybody. Who needs real <laughs> work DPs? Work in the system, baby. Work, in, work that system, Ali Curtis. Work it. Work it, Ali. They thought um, Ali could work that system. We're going to work this system. So, uh, let's move on to the preseason plans for the Red Bulls. Uh, they were supposed to go down last Friday to Florida. The snow kept them... And they left on Monday. Um, they will be down in Florida until February 5th when they will come back to New Jersey, spend 10 days up here at the training facility, and then go back down to Florida to complete their preseason uh, match slate. So the preseason matches that they have lined up, uh, today they played the University of South Florida in a three 30-minute period scrimmage where they won 3-1. to one. Uh, On the 31st, which would be Sunday, they're going to have a split squad day playing Jacksonville Armada of the NASL and the Montverde Academy, probably somewhere from Florida, I guess. Um, February 4th, they will be playing the Montreal Impact. February 17th, Orlando City SC. Uh, the February 24th, their only game in the Suncoast Invitational Tournament hosted by the Tampa Bay Rowdies, they will play the Philadelphia Union, and they will finish off preseason on February 27th against Jacksonville Armada FC in their preseason tournament, uh, and then return back to Jersey for their season opener on March 6th. Um, obviously, I want, them to be, I want them to be in these preseason tournaments. Uh, I mean, they're not participating in them. They're just playing a couple games. But I want them to ruin the other team's chances of winning whatever tournament it is. That's <laughs> what I want. I want them to ruin Philly's chance, you know, Jacksonville. Just, just really ruin their chances of winning any silly preseason. Uh, the Jacksonville one, I think, is just a few matches against Jacksonville. There's no real winner. But Good. But the uh, Tampa Bay one, let's see. Philly has one, two, three, four matches, so we could beat them in their third match and screw something up for them. Yeah, yeah let's, let's – now we have an objective. We do. Ruin uh, Rich Ransom Day. Isn't beat Philly always an objective? Yeah. Uh, I predict – This is an insult to injury. That's what this is. I merely predict that we will read too much into results. That's well, it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's, come that's on. That's, that's like the MO for everybody in preseason. Right. Can you believe they tied Jacksonville? Can you, believe they, up, can you believe they gave up a goal to a college team? Oh, come on. <laughs> so, uh, so, real quick, um, like I mentioned, they played a uh, scrimmage against the University of South Florida today. Three 30-minute periods. Um, so, here were the uh, squads that got sent out. There was a group for each squad. In the first 30-minute period, it was Kyle Ranish in goal, Kamar Lawrence, Ronald Zubar, Zach Carroll, Chris Duvall, Dax McCarty, who for some reason in the Red Bulls press release has a copyright symbol next to his name. Ooh! So uh, yeah. Maybe uh, don't call Dax McCarty. Um, Do you think he's captain? 
Oh, well, that would make more sense. Cause no, but nobody else has it. It's kind of weird. But that would make more sense, actually. Yeah. Using the copyright symbol is kind of weird for that. You could just do, like, parentheses C, but I don't know. Anyway, uh, so also in the first uh, group is Sean Davis, Mike Grella, Vincent Bezacourt, Stefano Bomano, uh, and Brother Phillips. Uh, the second group was Ryan Mayer, Connor Lade, A.J. Cochran, Aaron Law, and Sal Zizzo, Felipe Martins, Tyler Adams, Derek Atten Jr., Sasha Kletcher, Lloyd Sam, and Gonzalo Verone. The third group, Rafael Diaz, who is a uh, Red Bulls Academy goalkeeper, Justin Blue, uh, and trialist. It just says trialist. I don't know who trialist. I'm is. looking out for this trialist. <laughs> I think he's the future. Um, Tim Schmoll, who is a uh, New York Red Bulls two player, Chris Thorvinson, Mel Corbos, Sean McLaw, Scott Thompson, Manolo Sanchez, Noah Powder, who I think is uh, a New York Red Bulls two player also, and Brandon Allen. Noah Powder, um, the uh, the son of Neil of uh, Patrick Flannery's character of the movie Powder. So uh, I don't remember right. his Powder. All right, cool. So <laughs> I, I was kind of going past it actually. So the three Red Bulls goals. Uh, the first one was by Bradley Wright Phillips, assisted by Mike Grella from the first group, uh, Manuel Sanchez from the second group, and, or, and the third group. Sorry, and uh, Brandon Allen from the third group, and USF scored on a penalty kick with nobody uh, credited. So. I bet it was Trialist's fault. <laughs> Probably was. Um, so three one against that college, and, and like I said, three thirty minute periods. Um, so I'm not going to read too much into that. I, when, there's no really need to actually discuss it because it means nothing. It's called picking the ball around and having a good time. That's all that is. Yeah, yeah sure, that works. It's uh, it's, it's, oh, it it's, it's called loosening up. Yeah, loosening yeah. up. It's, it's called preseason mode, which we are in. <laughs> um, all right. So with that, I don't think there's anything else we need to talk about at the moment about preseason. So. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to have on with us from Kick TV. Uh, shit. I'm, should I even try Sonia it? Sonia Kondratenko. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I, you know what? Pat took care of the name for me, the guest segment, too. So there you go. So we'll be back with more Red Bull Brand right after this. Hit the showers, trialist. You're through. Welcome back to the Red Bull Rant. We want to welcome onto the show for the first time ever. She works with Kick TV on their social media platforms. Please welcome to the show. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to screw this up, even though you just told me a few minutes ago yes. how to say it. Here we go. <laughs> I'm, oh God, I, the first name is going to get you too. No pressure. <laughs> so I want to say Sonia, but I know that's not right. Sonia. Um, Sonia. 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 Sonia I, had it, I had it written out. Thank you. Thank, there, Pat, Pat, you did it for me. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, on Twitter, at Sonia Karate. Uh, Sonia, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So um, I think we need to lead off with this question since we kind of asked people on Twitter. And I, I know Dream is going to hate me for asking this right off the bat. Tacos or burritos? Tacos all day. <laughs> Not to say that I don't love burritos. I just have I have a couple issues with them, um, <laughs> which I can more than happy to get into, but I am Team Taco, first and foremost. Yeah. So, uh, burritos up in the house. Like, no, if, if we could just, like, reduce the size of burritos down so that they were, like, really tiny, because texturally, I love them. Like, they're great, but I just can't eat a whole burrito. It's, like, a multiple meal thing, and I can, tacos are the perfect size. <laughs> I can switch it up. I can have, like, one chicken taco, one like you know, vegetarian taco, one steak taco, whatever like tongue if I want. We get like really crazy. Um, you know, you can't do that with a burrito. I guess it's uh, a design flaw for me. You're kind of stuck with a burrito. I mean, you could be like one of those anal people who goes to Chipotle, be like, I want one third. One third steak, one third chicken, one third vegetarian. They'll just look at you like you're nuts. But perk for me is burrito is like. Two meals. It's a good. It's a day of food for me. Um, you know, but like you can, I go and I bounce from taco place to taco place. Like the other night, I went to three different taco places and I got a different taco at each one. Can't do that with a burrito. This is true. This is very true. Um, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, of course, you know, I, I'm on Team Burrito, but I got to say, if somebody gave me tacos, I'm not a crazy person. I'm not going to say no. Right, and same. I would not refuse a burrito. Yeah. I just would prefer tacos. <laughs> Absolutely. And Pat, has your family ever gone, hey, it's burrito night? No, they say, hey, it's taco night. Uh, yeah, well, because nobody, nobody's going to invite you over and then roll you a burrito. I mean, nobody's right. lazy. They're obviously going to make just tacos. Yeah. Maybe. I, so I grew up with my mom. My mom had burrito night. She never did tacos. And so maybe I've just totally, like, resented that. You were yeah, neglected. There you go. Burrito nights do exist. Still can't roll a burrito if my life depends on it. But <laughs> that's a different story. There, there's a reason they're wrapped in foil. So I mean, all right. So uh, we did bring you on here to talk about soccer because you do work for Kick TV. Uh, we are a soccer podcast, so you know, kind why of. not? This is not this is not the food podcast yet. We're months away from that probably. Um, but so we actually met you down in Baltimore at the MLS draft. Um, I know you're from Baltimore, or from the Baltimore area, so yeah, for you, Baltimore, it was a little bit of, so born and raised, yeah. So it was a little bit of a, a homecoming for you, but um, you were there with TV. I know you were working with uh, Heath Pierce on a video. Uh, what do you, what were you guys working on? I don't know if you, I don't know if you released it yet. I've been. Kind oh of, no, yeah, it is out. Saying, um, so. it oh, is okay. out. I can send it around to you guys. We did an awesome piece where it was like Heath never got drafted because he went straight to Europe to play, and so he went in and we shot a video basically from. Perspective, his perspective, but through like player mindset of like what it's like to be drafted. Like, oh no, I'm about to get drafted. Like, what do I wear? This is what's gonna happen. Like, what does my future hold? So it's a really cool um, video. I had a lot of fun shooting it. Um, nice to get out of New York, come down to Baltimore, hang out a draft, hang out with a bunch of people from the teams, and you know, meet media. Yeah, we counted as media. <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> we had to pass and everything. Surprise. Yeah. Surprise! MLS gave me a pass for two years in a row, but I mean, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, you know, as much as as much fun we have at the draft, um, the, the guys the Reds Bulls drafted. I mean, they won't. They're not even going to see the main roster anytime soon. So, do you think the the draft is actually still necessary? Ooh, <laughs> that's a good question. I think. I mean, we all poke a, a lot of fun of it. I mean, or at least in my circle, it is fun. It's celebratory, but it's it's a little sad when you know you get first or past the first few picks, and then like nobody's there, nobody really cares that much. You know, everybody's like, let's go eat, let's go drink, let's go hang out. I think it's more of just like a ceremonial type of situation at this point, more than anything. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the union fans left after like the fourth pick because they had they had two picks and they're like we're done, and I, and I think they traded into the late end of the first round or. They traded something in the middle of the first round, and it's like, where do you guys go? There's stuff still going on. Right, right, yeah, no, it's horrible. I, mean, I, I know I can't say much about The Red Bull fans left after their pick, too, but at least at that point, they were in, like, number 18th in the draft, so they had a long time to sit there and, and wait. So Yeah, no, I I was pretty excited about Philly's pick, the first one, um, Yarrow, because I, in Baltimore, used to work for the PDL team, the Bohemians, and so he played for the Bohemians. So that's a little bit of Baltimore I love. The Bohemians are in Chase's wheelhouse. Yeah, I got I got two scarves on the wall. Come oh, on. Yeah, love remember, it. Remember, we talked about this where I was. I love <laughs> it. I love it. Beautiful. Next. I got my taco burrito thing in, so you guys are asking <laughs> soccer questions. Pat's going to leave now. He got his in. He's going he's gonna to take oh, it. Can I just say, I don't, I'm not sure, because I've only been to like half the MLS stadiums, but Red Bull Arena has tacos. I haven't been to another MLS stadium that I'm aware of that has tacos. Yeah. I, I have to imagine somebody on the West Coast has something. I have right? like, to, but I, I've only been to Portland on the West Coast. Um, I imagine L.A. or San Jose. One of them yeah, has to have hopefully it. Maybe this, I've been to L.A. a bunch, but never in season, so hopefully maybe we can, we can check it out. Chicago has ice cream nachos. There's a photo on my Instagram. Uh, Chicago has ice cream nachos. The, probably the crowning achievement of this last MLS season was I managed to get a taco photo on MLSsoccer.com. Uh, nice. for, for the, I think it was like Red Bulls against Montreal, and it was a picture of the tacos with the game in the background. Does so. <laughs> uh, Portland uh, live up to their hipster mentality, have like artisanal cheese or something oh, like that? Oh, my gosh. Okay, let me tell you. One of my best, <laughs> my, one of my best girlfriends and I, um, she moved to Portland, so... What do we do? I'm going to come visit her. I'm going to go to a Timbers game against the Sounders. She's vegan, and she's also gluten intolerant. Portland has vegan hot dogs, 
vegan burgers and gluten-free buns. Oh, man. And little, like, $5 blocks this big of artisanal Portland chocolate with special Timbers wrappers. Ah, <laughs> oh, Portland. At least your beer's good. So. <laughs> Portland, you know, wait, Portland I, Timbers cheese. I don't think I've ever heard that one before. <laughs> That's just, wow. You know, while we're talking about visiting stadiums, mm-hmm. and for people who don't know, you are a DC United fan. A little bit. Which we don't hold against you, of course. Wait, um, she's a United fan, and she has a picture with uh, Nick Chavez on the internet? I know, oh, I know, right? Whose idea was this? <laughs> but Hey, uh, hey, look at this way. She had the, the cool pin that Truman got that day. Yeah, that's so, true. And that pin is awesome. It's yeah. on my desk, actually. <laughs> um. I just saw the newest renderings for the uh, DC Stadium, and let me just say, <laughs> way to look like another square, like every other stadium. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, look, I love RFK a lot. I will be the first person to admit that I love it a lot. Uh, this new stadium, I'm excited for a new stadium. Kind of, RFK is just a big piece of my life that I'll definitely miss, even though it's. Really not safe. Um, and, and on so many levels, I will miss it a lot. But yeah, I would like something a little more creative. Uh, it's just, I, I'm sorry, Red Bull Arena hasn't been topped yet. KC um, came close, came close, uh, but has not been topped. Yeah, no. Philly, Philly, the only thing that really puts it over the edge for me is I love that stupid bridge. Like, I, <laughs> I, I love that. That's. <laughs> Awesome. I go. I just go for the bridge views really more than the soccer. That bridge is great because you can get out of that area and into New Jersey. <laughs> Not sure they've actually ever driven over it, but come come close. I, I, have, to, I have to say that the press box there because it's they they actually have the enclosed press box, but their windows yeah. roll up like a garage door. Right, right. So you get the at least like I went. I think it was like August. So and thankfully it wasn't too humid that night, but it was kind of nice and inside, but still having the outside air come in and that was really cool. But Philly. I'm, I'm, Philly also has had tacos for press food on more than one occasion. Oh, <laughs> it's all about the tacos here. We're not, we're not getting away from tacos. You they, know? they did. They did not have tacos when I went. <laughs> yeah, they no. had uh, some sort of disappointing chicken sandwich. Oh, uh, we're talking about disappointing press food. RFK, Uh-oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> we get Nando's every now and then. Maybe like you know, three-hour-old Chick-fil-A. Still Chick-fil-A. It's still good. Um, but Red Bull Arena takes cake for press food. I do think. Yeah, we, we see the menu every week from Jason Baum. I mean, that's if, if, uh, they're not hurting for good food in the in the, the Red Bull press box. Yeah. I can tell you that much. Well, I think uh, what Frank and Pernisa told her last year. They told us last year they cut their like press food budget, like along with all their budget cuts or something. And he's like, "Well, at least I hope I still get free popcorn." And I was like, oh. "Yeah, always." And, and, and yet, and yet they're getting like, I, I want to say steak, but I don't think it was actually steak. They're getting some high end dish. And I'm like, they cut the budget, but they're still managing this. That's really yeah. impressive. Full fried chicken and uh, churros sometimes. Nice bowl. Well, I mean, oh, they yeah. have the churros. Not like those are really hard to get. Oh, man. So uh, soccer. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we knew what was gonna happen tonight. I haven't eaten dinner yet, guys. This is really what what's going on. <laughs> so, th- so this was not a good conversation then to start off with. Oh gosh, yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... So, yeah, so uh, preseason's, you know, starting up and all that stuff. Red Bulls had their first preseason match today, or scrimmage, I guess, is since they played against the college. It's not really fair, but anyway. Um, preseason's starting up for everybody. Uh, Jersey's starting to get leaked. Players getting traded away, like Matt Miazga. Um, so, I, since you're a DC fan, we'll talk a little bit about DC. Um, no, 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 we don't. We don't no, no, okay, no. okay. I, I was gonna get, I was gonna let her talk in her wheelhouse, but okay, I, I guess she's not allowed to. Well, we'll talk about Matt Miazga then. So, yes. You know, he's he's rumored to be leaving for Chelsea, five million dollar transfer fee and all that stuff. What do you think of the the move? If, well, if we've been having this debate in the office all day and yesterday even. Um, what do, I mean? What do you do? What do you do if you're in his position? Do you because not like either way you stay here nothing's guaranteed you know you could theoretically be playing a ton of games for Red Bulls you could get injured anything could happen to you really so you take the chance and go to Chelsea and see what happens and maybe end up somewhere else in Europe loaned out like uh, it's been it's been a big what if question in the office like if you were Matt Miazga what would you do and Chelsea's pretty tempting 
Do you think he'll ever actually dress in a Chelsea jersey? For those that can't see her because this is a oh, yeah. podcast, she was dressed her head as in a non-committal fashion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, okay. So what's funny is like we posted like a mock-up of what Miasgo would look like in a, in a Chelsea kit. And the amount of comments that we had that was like, New York is red, even him in a Chelsea kit, were, that was pretty amazing to me. I appreciate that uh, loyalty. We do know how to hashtag. It's very true. We have an award for it. <laughs> that is also very true. <laughs> but so uh, one of my thoughts about Matt Miazga, and we'll talk more about it between ourselves later, is I'm not sure Chelsea in particular is the right move for him at this time because of everything they're going through. Uh, how do you feel about that part of the move? Oh, yeah. No, that's the other thing. I didn't even really think about that, actually. Um, and I was, just in, I was just in England, and I was kind of excited to see Chelsea lose. Fortunately, <laughs> they won at the game I was at against Crystal Palace. Um, I, was, I was kind of hoping for it. I wanted to be able to see, like, yeah, I saw Chelsea when they were really <laughs> down, in, down in the dumps. But I was at the game, the preseason game at Rimble Arena over the summer, and that was a really fun game, especially to see uh, Red Bull Arena filled with Chelsea fans and, like, everybody booing. Not everybody booing the Red Bulls, but a lot of people that were around me just, like, boo, Red Bulls. They want to see Chelsea win, and Chelsea definitely didn't win that night. So that was a really weird, confusing moment uh, <laughs> to be in the home of the Red Bulls with all these Chelsea fans, like, bitter Chelsea fans around. Oh, like we said before, the Red Bulls ruined Josie Mourinho's uh, career. I, you know. I've heard that he has brought that, that that game up in the locker room, you know, and ha- kind of held it over their heads a little bit. Um, yeah, so. As well he should. <laughs> <laughs> I do I do miss Mourinho a little bit, though. Not going to lie. He'll, he'll resurface at some point. <laughs> you, you can't keep a Mourinho down. He'll, no, you can't. He'll be somewhere uh, dropping quote bombs, you know, somewhere soon before you know he, it. He was a... I, I uh, sent out some soccer-centric uh, Christmas cards, Christmas postcards, and he I had ten different designs, and he took two of the spots. And I just put, like, a nice little Santa hat on some very Mourinho-esque faces and moments. Um, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, beautiful. Not a Chelsea fan, but I do I do enjoy Mourinho. <laughs> uh, to, to close on the whole Miazga thing for now, I think this has been argued a lot, but... At one point, does MLS realize that sending their young players overseas is not the way to grow this league? Is that a question to me? <laughs> well, I'm asking it to Pat Jay. You're the guest, right? <laughs> He's idiot to know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, my background is, like, so heavy into American soccer because it's kind of what I was raised on. My dad played pro indoor soccer here. So it's, like... I'm a little bit of this, like, stay here and grow the game here and everything, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a global game. It's hard. Uh, money is a big factor, and, I don't know, we had this whole Jordan Morris shakeup, like, what, last week? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I, didn't, I lost it. <laughs> uh, you were going to ask about Jordan Morris, I assume, since he kind of, like, softballed that one for us? What's that? So you're going to ask about Jordan Morris, and she kind of, like, segued us into that? Yeah. Tell us about Jordan Morris. <laughs> <laughs> we made a pretty funny uh, parody karaoke-style video about Jordan Morris. We made a pretty funny karaoke-style, like, parody video of Jordan Morris staying in Seattle and, like, not going over to Germany. That's, like, one of our was one of our little... Fun projects we worked on. We figured out he was staying. Like, how can we? How can we make something that nobody else is doing? So we had a we had a fun day at Kick singing a silly song about Jordan Morris staying in the states. Um, I, I don't know. I'll be interesting. I think that something I noticed though on social a lot is like kids, especially in the states, that are interested in playing soccer. You know, play in maybe a youth club or. For their high school team or something, they kind of like look up to him. It's like he's just like an American kid that plays and loves the game, just like us. I think maybe he's a little, like a little more attainable or like relatable to or something for some reason. That'd be nice. Uh, do you think like he could be, you know, do you think he could kind of trailblaze along the lines of uh, Landon Donovan play his career in MLS and 
become a national team staple. Am I jumping way too ahead of things here? I mean, that would be nice. That would be nice. That would be nice. I mean, how wait? How old is he? Because nineteen? No, he's in his twenties. Twenty-one. No, I thought I thought he. Oh wait, no, that's right. Because he was in like what junior year of college. Yeah, he's probably twenty. Yeah, so. He's got to be like 2021. He's probably old enough to buy a beer. Potentially. I, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys pretending like we don't have the internet. We can't find out. Like, I, I'm, I'm already looking it up. <laughs> what internet is this you speak of? I think you forgot my role in the show, Truman. One of them is host. The other is searcher of the internet. For <laughs> Info guy over here. He's he's 21. He's born in 1994. So. Uh, that's Yeah, that's kind of crazy. That's the one thing... I'm not that old. I'm not that young either. But, like, I always feel like guys in the field are older than me or something. And uh, so I, when I realized, oh, my gosh, you were born five years after I was born or however many years after I was born. I'm like, it's kind of... How about feel yeah. the way I do when uh, there's not a single player on the field uh, that's older than you are? Uh, maybe, maybe when Thierry Henry was on the field. That's about yeah, it. That's right. I'm, I'm the youngest person on this podcast, and I'm three years older than Dax McCarty. So there you go. <laughs> at, least we're not, at least we're not older than the coaches yet. So yeah. Yeah. We got time. Yeah. <laughs> but so. I've been loving the yeah the preseason shenanigans on uh, Instagram. I think yesterday Red Bulls rebranded the shopping cart. I think they went to Publix and they went shopping and like sitting in the shopping cart. I was like, guys, oh, it's so cool. Like I want to go. I'm gonna go grocery shopping with y'all. <laughs> I think right now we all want to be in Florida doing oh, anything sure. with the New York Red Bulls or any team instead of being stuck in two feet of snow. Yeah, it's not ideal. I think there's only a fit left here, so I think we had a good, good match. I think we had a foot and a half at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, I, did you have something, Jay? No, 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 go ahead. I, I was, I, well, the other big preseason uh, story, because really there's not a lot to talk about with the Red Bulls, so we'll just talk league stuff. Um how Shivas are the Colorado Rapids at this point? How what? Was how, much like, how much like Shivas? That's what you said. Oh, <laughs> that's what I thought you said about it. I'm not, I wasn't sure. I, I was gifted a, a Shivas USA jersey a couple months ago. I was like, I don't know if this is a serious gift or like a joke gift. I'm, I can't, I couldn't tell. Didn't even think to buy those jerseys anymore. <laughs> I think it was just like cleaning out the closet. This doesn't fit me, but it might fit you. <laughs> so, like, this is a re-gift, wasn't it? <laughs> we have a couple. We have a couple Pitts fans in the office. Actually, there is a potential Colorado Rapids podcast. Oh. I think there is there is a Twitter account for this. We we uh, we have some Rapids loves going on. Our office is very big on the Red Bulls, as you can imagine. I am the lone DC United fan in the office. <laughs> yeah. I sit amongst a whole slew of Red Bull season ticket holders. So fantastic! What great company! The banter is very strong sometimes, especially in season. Yeah. <laughs> so this past season might not have been too great then for you. <laughs> I luckily I was not even in the country when we fell to you guys in the playoffs. I I uh, <laughs> can't complain because I was in Rome. But I can't complain because we lost. <laughs> we didn't miss anything. It's fine. I was sitting at the Trevi Fountain when, like, the whistle blew, and I found out that we lost. <laughs> so. <laughs> it could be in worse places. Yeah, yeah. It could have been a lot worse, but yeah. was not so stoked. I've had a couple moments. I've been out of, like, um, the game, DC came in, I guess, the end of August to Red Bull Arena, and I was in England, um, five hours ahead. It was midnight or so, and tried. To, I was in Bournemouth, so I was with my friends in Bournemouth who worked for the team. So they love soccer. They want to watch MLS. We all kind of fell asleep at halftime, and they didn't have Wi-Fi at their house. I had my phone turned off, and in the morning I woke up like, shit, I don't think we won this game. And I had to, like, go walk to a coffee shop and check the score. I was like, we didn't do it. We lost. And so I think there's a correlation with me leaving the country, leaving, abandoning my team, and us losing to the Red Bulls. Um, I'm gonna have to try to fix that this season. That's a better. It's a better loss story than like you know I have when the U.S. bowed out of the Gold Cup and I was in the third world in Guatemala, like with like lousy plumbing and cold showers. So mm-hmm. you know, so like there was I couldn't even like you know just like. It was some forest luxurious, but like, yes, give me a massage or anything, you know. As I said, it's like, yes, give me a pineapple off the back of a truck. 
So yeah, so, could could be worse. Yeah, <laughs> you could be an RFK. Uh, that's right. <laughs> well, you, you, you don't even understand how sad I am that home opener is in LA. Like, come on, can't can't RFK host it? You know what? The Red Bulls have not had a season opener at home since 2011. So I don't really? Think we played, I think, I don't know. We Our home opener was against Montreal last year, and I think it was the lowest attended home opener in, in history. It was like 8,000 people. So really? I wasn't there, so I, I can't say that I did my part. But okay, Can you get like the next conference call? I'll be like, boss, you know, LADC, that's the game everybody wants to see on Kick TV. You gotta send us out there. I know. actually do believe that on March sixth I will be at Red Bull Arena. Well, that's better. So. All right, that's <laughs> the place to be. <laughs> Which not gonna make a lot of people happy, but um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that I will be sticking around for that one. Perfect. I, I don't think we have any more questions, right? We got it. Yeah. All right. I, I don't even know what happened in this in this interview. <laughs> did we? We was this an interview? I'm not sure. We, oh, co- we, got, at least, we got at least 20 minutes out of this, so <laughs> covered everything that could possibly be covered in, in, a, in a January preseason talk. Yeah. <laughs> you should check the backgrounds. Uh, I almost wore a Red Bull today, though. Because I love them as Adidas, the soft Adidas Trimline shirts. Oh. But no. All right. So I, you know what? Since since you brought up the jersey, just real quick, what do you think about the side striping? It's wait, a, I so to be honest, TBH, I haven't seen it. Just just a, well, I, the Red Bulls jersey's not out yet, but just in general, oh, the whole idea of the side striping by Adidas now. Oh. I mean, come oh, on, right? Like, I, I'm not I'm not for the striping to begin with, but I mean, it's got to look better on the the shoulders than it does on the sides, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm like kind of an Adidas slut, so you heard it here first. <laughs> like, I'm probably gonna go to the Adidas store after I fin- I finish this interview. Um, <laughs> no, we have a kid. We have a, one of our guys from our London office that works at Copa 90. He is in New York, and he wants to go buy a Red Bulls jersey, and he also wants to go to the Adidas store. So we're steering him in the right direction. We we we're not going to let him buy it in my CFC kit. Perfect. Yeah. So, and to be completely honest, nobody else probably has ever heard this out of my mouth before. I have more Red Bulls gear than I do DC gear. Like, I have more Red Bulls jerseys than I... I haven't worn any of them, but I have them. Ooh, more Red Bulls jerseys than I do DC. So then you, we can convert you to the light. It's tough. It's really tough, but... Yeah. <laughs> we'll just have to do that March 6th. March 6th, everybody look for Sonia. Sonia, <laughs> sorry. And uh, just say, we got a better team. You know, root for us. I don't know what this voice is I'm doing. <laughs> Again, we're we're all in preseason. Yeah. Okay. Everyone is in preseason. I'm I'm trying out new voices for 2016, you know. Voice guy here, you know. <laughs> all right. Well, before before we let you go, um why don't you take a minute to, you know, your social media accounts and all that stuff. Where where can people find you online? Oh my gosh, I am all over the internet. I am on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Vine, Periscope, even though that has been, I don't know, I'm, I might try to resurrect it in the season when I have like a little more interesting content going on. Um, I post a little bit more. I've been on kind of a hiatus social media break personally, um, except for Taco Tuesday, always alive and kicking. I have vowed to never miss a Taco Tuesday in 2016. <laughs> so I need everybody to hold me to that. Um, but my handle is Sonia Karate, S-O-N-Y-A-K-A-R-A-T-E. All over the internet. Beautiful. Awesome. There you go. And we'll see you at Red Bull Arena. Haha. Sounds good. Awesome. All right. So, uh, Sonia, thank you once again for coming on the show. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll take a quick break and we'll be back with more Red Bull Rant right after this. Welcome back to Red Bull Rant. Once again, I want to thank Sanya for coming on the show. Uh, you can follow her work at Kick TV, the social media outlets. Um, so, big news of the last day and a half, two days. Matt Miazga uh, was linked to a move on Tuesday night to a European, uh, sorry, an English side. Um, 
the original report had, I think it was like Man City, Man United, Chelsea, Arsenal, and Liverpool. Um, Taylor Trauma came in and said that he was going to move with the next 24 hours, which he hasn't officially, so I guess that's... But he's still right in the fact that it's, he seems to be going. Um, and now the reports are that he is going to Chelsea. There's a report that he was uh, over there today in the physical, which, if it's true, indicates that he is absolutely going to be going. Because there's no way a team brings somebody in for physical unless they're ready to sign. Um, rumored $5 million transfer fee in total. Uh, 10% of that, or half a million dollars, would go to Matt Miazga. 75% to the New York Red Bulls, or $3.75 million. Uh, $650,000 of which would have to be allocation money. The rest the Red Bulls could use as they see fit, I guess. And I would guess that would mean the last 15% to MLS, but I haven't seen that anywhere. So that's just my assumption on that one. Um so, Pat, we'll start with you. What do you think of this move? Well, most of all, I just hope that Matt Miazga doesn't go all, I'm going to college, woman, to his, like, girlfriend and be like, like, I'm going to London, peace! Like, you know, that'd be kind of messed up, don't you think? Do, do, do you think, like, 20-year-olds, when they, like, transfer to another country, stay together? How do you think that works? I'm just talking about know. the, I'm just talking about the important things here, guys. You know? Well, I mean, <laughs> if, he, if, he, if he's gonna get half a million dollars in the bank from the transfer fee, I'm pretty sure that she's not gonna be working for a while. Yeah, so yeah, we'll see. And, but, and presumably he's going to get a decent contract, so. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. But uh, overall, I'm torn. You know, it's he's not going to play for Chelsea. He may never play for Chelsea. He's definitely not going to do it. I mean, there was an article on uh, Pro Soccer Talk on NBC Sports, um, you know, that said it's pretty much guaranteed he will not play in the next six months. Uh, and he will not also be loaned in the next six months. And after that, he most likely will be. Possibly the Eredivisie, where I don't think they teach defense there. Um, you know, so it, it's, you know, I, I, our guest definitely said, you know, she brought it up. It's like, oh, you've got all this money coming at you all of a second, sudden. You kind of have a decision to make. Do you take it? I mean, uh, and and I think the answer is yes. And this, the flip side, that goes for the Red Bulls as well, because you don't want to lose them at the end of the season and not get anything for them, you know? Right. Um, so it, it's from... The Red Bull standpoint, I think it's the right thing to do from Matt Miazga and I guess you could even say the national team's standpoint. I don't know. I mean, we, we've certainly seen this narrative plenty of times before. An American player goes from MLS overseas and doesn't play. I mean, DeAndre Yedlin is on Sunderland and can't sniff the freaking field. Um, you Ten Marines, what, player of the year twice for Bolton and... Yeah, like, and the it's finally no. But yeah. I mean, I mean, but that has never for Jurgen Klinsmann. That part has never been too yeah. much of an issue. Like he's had players that have not that have played in like fourth division Germany, yeah. but yeah. like he's just getting the sniffing, yeah. the sniff of the field from Jurgen. So that's yeah. that was my right. point. Okay, yeah, okay, I get it, I get it, and you know, and so I mean, Matt Miazga is I I would say already better than some of the guys that you know Klinsmann has thrown out there, um, you know, it, but if he doesn't play. Klinsman might still call him in because Klinsman done a Klinsman, um, you know. But if he's not playing, he's going to be rusty. So it's really, I think, it boils down to, and this is just I'm going on a general narrative here, is that MLS needs to get better. We we've, might as well start the year off on Red Bull Ant harping on a point we've harped on a million times that they need to raise the salary cap, they need to keep American players home because them going overseas to not play. It's just, it's not helping anyone. Uh, you know, so, uh, that's what I see will happen. I don't think we'll ever see Matt Miazga dressed up in Chelsea blue. Um, unfortunately, uh, not to say he may not have a career in Europe. Um, but it, it, I just don't see it happening. And, but at the same time, I mean, I really can't fault anyone in this, uh, in this process for taking the deal, you know, it, because, Financially, it makes sense, and then he this chance that I believe is slim is there for him to play in one of the top clubs in Europe. So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, there was there was three choices. There was uh, he leaves now-ish, mm-hmm. and the Red Bulls get something for him. He leaves in the summer window, and you kind of mess with the chemistry of the team, you know, because at least if he leaves now, you can work that that back line sooner in the preseason. Right. Or yeah. He leaves, you keep him for the whole season and you lose him and you get nothing. So it's really probably the best option for the Red Bulls. It's gonna, it's gonna suck for us, for yep. sure. You know, yep. but now you gotta again figure out how to put another great player in that back line. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I will say this, though. I look forward to seeing Miazga play for TFC in about six to seven years. Clearly, <laughs> that's what's going to happen. After he plays in Holland and Turkey and wherever else, he ends up uh, Poland, probably. Uzbekistan, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the whole thing. You know, he goes now, and the team can actually work on we met or whoever, you know. I, I don't know. I don't think any of the either draft picks are really going to be ready. That's, I mean, they went for defense, but yeah. it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough losing another quality young player. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's what this team does, unfortunately. So, yeah, I mean, if we're going to lose them, might as well lose them now. But right, I, I think a bigger point, and I kind of asked uh, our guest this and kind of had a quick discussion on it, is the fact that he's going to Chelsea and yuck, not and well, the fact that it's Chelsea aside. Chelsea has been a dumpster fire this year. And that's putting it lightly for them. Like they, yeah. For them, they're, not, they're more than that. But anyway, that, regardless of if he plays or not, he is going to get saddled with whatever stink is on Chelsea at the moment. <laughs> and, and, I, and he doesn't deserve it. He really doesn't. Like, this, and I'm, listen, I'm an Everton fan, and this is why I'm glad John Stones hasn't left because he would just be like screwed over going to Chelsea right now. Oh yeah. It's it's the it'll be the the Tim Ream effect but not actually playing. Like Tim Ream went to went over to Bolton as they were getting dropped down to the championship and he his stock has kind of fallen because of that alone. Um you go to Chelsea, you're going to be expected like people are going to say, "Oh, Matt Miyas is going to Chelsea." They're going to play him right away. Well, no, they're not going to because he's a 20-year-old kid yeah. and they have right. veterans. So then it's, oh, well, maybe he'll get loaned to the championship. No, they're not going to loan to the championship. No championship team is going to take a loan like that midseason when right. they're probably fighting for survival or fighting to go up. Um, where else are you going to loan to? You're going to loan them back to the United States, which would, you know, would honestly be great for like the Red Bulls, but then he's gone in six months anyway. Right. Yep. So then he probably put – so then you hope that he plays the reserve team at Chelsea, which is – Oh, to begin with, and I think I saw, and I think I saw something out there that the Red, or Chelsea has like 150 million dollars on loan right now. Yeah. Like, where are you going to fit anywhere in this Chelsea world, loan or not? That's going to help you out at the moment. And I, and I don't begrudge the begrudge him for one taking money or two taking what he thinks is a better opportunity. But I think Chelsea just is not that at the moment. Money, money wise, yes, obviously, but for. A kid who needs playing time to grow, that is probably not the best situation. The Liverpool. One, the, the, well, uh, Liverpool. No. No, I was actually about to bring up Liverpool because uh, the one thing, the only thing that Miazga had, it may one and a half things. One, uh, there, is, there is word rumors that Gary, Hale, Gary Cahill is going to be sold to Liverpool. So that's one center back out of the way for uh, Matt Miazga. And then uh, John Terry is like, I think, you know, I think he's more machine now than man. You know? <laughs> 50 so, years old. You know, so he's a bit of an old old dog, and he may too soon be out of the picture soon. So um, there is hope, but, I, I, you know, I don't expect to see – I definitely don't expect to see Miazga on the field anytime soon. If he is, great. I'll turn in some Chelsea games. But until that happens, yeah. But that's yeah. and, and this is my point. It's not a good situation for him because he's just getting into the picture of the national team in the beginning. Yeah, of, yeah. Mm-hmm. in the beginning of a World Cup cycle. Right. Going to a Chelsea team where he's not going to get first team experience, maybe not get reserve team experience. Right. Maybe not get loaned out till the summer. Mm-hmm. If you're Jurgen Klinsmann, are you really going to pick him? Like, well, and and, and development wise too, playing time is what you need to develop. If he's not getting it, he's not developing. Yeah, but Klinsman, it's you know, I, I'm with you. I, I'm in logical sense, yes, I, you're absolutely right. If he's not playing, he shouldn't be called in. But Klinsman is crazy. Well, he, he no, might, I know I he know. might do it anyway. But um, but he won't, he won't be starting. I mean, he wouldn't start anyway. But at least he yeah, would have a better shot yeah. at playing time. If right, right. So that's that's where I'm going with all of this. Is yeah. he it, Chelsea is not a good place for him to develop because. At least at this moment, because he is probably not going to get loaned out to any team in Europe since they're in the middle of their seasons. If he gets loaned back to the Red Bulls, it's only going to be for till the summer hits, and then all of a sudden he's gone, and now he has to adjust to a new team. Right. And it's just, it's. I think that, like, if you sent him to a team like Liverpool, as much as I hate to say it, there's a better chance of him playing. Yeah, yeah. Where at least, at least, even though I hate Liverpool. 
because I because of Everton, I at, at least he would get a shot at playing time, which is what he needs. Right. So I, that's why I think Chelsea is not the best move for him at this point. At this right. point. Yeah, I, no, no, no disagreement. All right, you got anything else to add, Sherman? To that? I got nothing. I think I think we've said everything we can say. All right. Um, anything else you guys want to discuss before we get out of here? Then uh, terrible, terrible, terrible team of the offseason. Uh, the Rapids. Yeah. They'll be the terrible team of the year too. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, real quick, I'll make this as quick as possible. Uh, Red Bull Two schedule came out, and they're going to be playing a couple Sunday games uh, in in where actually where I am right now, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, against the Steel. So if anyone wants to come out to a game, please let me know because I plan on going to both of them as long as I'm home. Uh, go see uh, the Red Bulls on the road Beautiful. at uh, Lehigh. Pat, and, I'm sure you'll be there. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, come on out. And with that, we do not know where their home games are being played. Right. So. Well, we'll break that news to you as soon as we hear it. Yeah. Breaking news. Breaking news. Yeah. Once you hear it all over Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, are we doing a show next week? Uh, we have to figure that out. We'll, we'll talk about that offline. All right, well, uh, you know what? Just let's assume no and just say who you guys got in the Super Bowl. Panthers. Yeah, Panthers. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, let's uh, let's wrap this one up. You can visit us at onceametro.com slash red hyphen bull hyphen rant. You can help us by supporting the show. Go to patreon.com slash Rant. You can email us during the week at redbullrant at gmail.com. If you want to call us, leave us a voicemail, 973-348-5329. Facebook.com slash Red Bull Rant on Twitter at Red Bull Rant for the show at Dr. Stooge for myself at PMAC D82 for Pat at The Truman for Truman. Subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or SoundCloud.com slash Red hyphen Bull hyphen Rant. Last words before we get out of here Schwinn, the bike. I like them. <laughs> uh, beat Iceland America. Woohoo! Woo! Oh, yeah, Luis Robles. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Alright, so thank you guys for tuning in. This has been episode number 172 of the Red Bull Rant. Um, I guess go Red Bulls in the preseason. (laughs) It doesn't really matter, but go Red Bulls. Peace. Lates.